0: Hello friends, bienvenidos. My name is Jen, a.k.a. Jen Colotero on social media, your local witchy friend and intuitive guide through the occult. As always, my lovely husband and co-host is David, a.k.a. Premier Pools on social media.
1: Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's episode. On today's episode, Jen Explains the Moon. Welcome to
0: the show, grab a chair and make yourself at home. So for those of you that just joined us on Earth, the moon is the big round thing in the night sky.
1: You don't say.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like sometimes you just have to explain it. And I'm like, who knows? Might as well. So
1: it's not a giant block of cheese.
0: No, I wish. Um, No, it is a big rock in the sky that lights up. And it's at different fullnesses at different times. So um, we'll get into how it was created. So there are a lot of different theories as to like how the moon came to be. But uh, one of the more widely accepted theories is that there was like a planet probably around the size of Mars that collided with Earth. And some of the debris um, came from that collision and that was the moon but that debris the moon got stuck in earth's orbit everything else kind of left but the moon stayed and that's how it circles around us today
1: yeah and um from my understanding and we'll get into it a little bit later because there are a couple questions that relate to us but it relate to to kind of how the moon got to where it is but we'll go into details i think a little bit further with some of the questions
0: yes definitely so the moon has different fullnesses it has different phases so there's the new moon which is when the moon and the sun are very close to each other almost at the same point in the sky so then um they block each other's light so then that's the new moon when it's dark then there's the waxing crescent moon so there's a waxing and waning phase waxing is when it's getting bigger so The waxing crescent moon looks like a crescent. And then the first quarter moon. I don't know why they call it this, but this is basically like the halfway point when half of it is shown and half of it is not. Then the waxing gibbous moon when it's like almost full, but it's missing a little slice. And then there's the full moon when all of it is completely illuminated because the sun and the moon are at opposite points of the earth then there's the waning so the waning period when it's gonna get smaller the waning gibbous which it looks like there's almost all of the moon but it's missing a piece then the third or last quarter which is when you only see half of it then the waning crescent when it goes back to crescent and then it goes back to being a new moon completely dark rinse and repeat
1: awesome so um I think that's kind of the physical part of the moon, but what what are some of the like maybe metaphysical things with the moon?
0: yeah, so the moon represents emotions um, it can also represent our relationship to our mother in astrology um, like
1: your biological mother or your astrological mother,
0: like whoever your mom is growing up, the person that you call oh, okay. mom. Okay. So like maternal maternal. Yeah, okay. your maternal tie. So if, if someone looks at um, an astrology chart, if you have someone that you call mom and you know them, um, we can kind of tell your relationship through the astrological chart and where it is. Cool. Yeah. But in a physical sense, the moon controls the tides. Yes. It controls a lot of water. It's a big reason why like life is possible the earth's distance from the sun and also that the fact that we have the moon and all that. So I thought that was pretty cool that with controlling water, it also controls emotions. It makes me think of like water works like tears and stuff. So I I just think that's a cool association.
1: Awesome. So what are maybe some of the like, are there different phases of the moon that have different um, effects?
0: Yeah, definitely. And this goes to actually one of our listener questions at underscore M-O-H-T-A-F underscore, an amazing artist who has also supported me since I was very young in my spiritual journey. She's great. Check her out if you want some cool art pieces. But she asks, what does each phase enhance in terms of types of manifesting and spiritual practices you're working on? I've always heard of the full moon bringing you a lot of power, but can you use the other phases for other things? So the new moon again when it's like completely black is about new beginnings so depending on where it is based on your birth chart that kind of shows you where you can start something new in your life
1: so so if you're on tinder that's when you should be swiping
0: <laughs> if it's close to probably venus or your 7th house yeah yeah S- swipe away swipe away yeah awesome. it just depends Then there's the waxing crescent, which is starting to take action on the new beginnings. So I would say that the new moon is more like realizing where you have a clean start. And then the waxing crescent is actually taking action once you've identified it.
1: I feel like that's every Monday for me. I don't know if anybody else does this, but Sunday night, I'm always like, you know what? Monday, I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to like clean the house, go to the gym get everything in order and then it's like monday's gonna be my new beginnings and then it just monday comes and nothing happens so i might have to start going off the moon cycle instead of the weekly cycle
0: yeah and this creates like a if you do moon tracking which it's a specific type of manifestation that i'm kind of laying out that's like a month long or 28 day action plan So it's really cool.
1: It does work. Yeah. I think the new thing for me is going to be instead of I'll do it tomorrow. I'll say I'll do it next new moon.
0: There you go. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect excuse for procrastinators. That's next month's me's problem. Exactly. (laughs) That's a new moon's me problem. So um, then is the first quarter when it's halfway illuminated. That's really like your check in point to check in and see your progress and see sort of like what else needs to be done how much you've done what's worked what hasn't worked then there's the waxing gibbous which is again when it's like almost full that's like the busiest time this is also times where people like don't sleep a lot Um, a lot of people you know toss and turn it's the busiest time there might be some challenges this is where you might get a couple of roadblocks um
1: and we experience this on a monthly basis
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) that's exhausting
0: that just hit me i was like you're right we do (laughs) we go through all of this on a monthly basis (laughs) (laughs) or approximately every 28 days then there's a full moon and then that's really a point you know it's full there's a spotlight there you see what is no longer serving your you know the purpose in this journey what you can let go of this is probably like a really weird association (laughs) but when I was starting what helped me remember full moon as a time for like Letting go and release is like when you're full, you burp. You release gas. I like that. I like that. So if you're starting your practice, that's how I remember. (laughs) So when you're full, you release.
1: The moon cycles um, are kind of intense. They are. The moon needs to chill the fuck out. (laughs) I
0: know. I know. And I'm not even done. There's still the waning part. Okay. So then there's a waning gibbous where... You, um, you know, you let go of the the dead weight, what doesn't serve you. So then you can pick up speed and optimize, you know, your plans. And then the third quarter moon slash last quarter moon, when it's at halfway again, you're really tying up loose ends and preparing to close. And then the waning crescent, you reflect on the journey of like what you've accomplished in this month and the lessons that were to be learned and then we start all over again with the new moon and then it with, the chaos. with the chaos and <laughs> you start on another journey, depending on where it goes in your cycle and your natal chart.
1: So to all the listeners out there, maybe the, instead of buying a planner for the upcoming year, just go off the moon cycle. It sounds like it'll keep you nice and organized with all the all the chaos in your life.
0: There are some planners that are like astrology based. I believe if I'm remembering the name correctly there's one called like magic of eye that looks so cool i've never purchased it but it has a lot of great reviews so yeah if you look for it there are some that are kind of tailored towards that
1: nice um and then the the moon in general has so much like myth and lore around it i think the most common one is uh what is it the with the werewolves right yeah into yeah um do you know what that relationship could be i mean it sounds like It kind of tracks, because if you're saying there's all these stages, and, you know, with werewolves, they come out during, quote-unquote, the full moon, it's just, like, their beginning of all the shit they're gonna cause, so... Right.
0: when people learn that i'm an astrologer especially first responders they're like i'm not really into all this but i will say <laughs> you
1: stole my example that's what i was gonna use oh dang I'll, I'll well yeah
0: you'll go into it in a little bit but yes i always get that i will say like last time i was in the hospital without you when it was like the worst freaking time it was during a I believe a lunar eclipse, if I'm not mistaken, like. Is that amplified
1: then? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll just, yeah, we'll talk about a lot of these things later. But yeah, I I can definitely see how like some lore, like werewolves and stuff is tied to the moon. And then even like real beliefs. I mean, I think there are some like belief systems where it's like during a certain part of the moon, you're supposed to cut your hair or not cut your hair. Um, I don't remember. I know it's like part of the Latino culture. I know some mm-hmm. people that adhered to it, but I forgot what phase they do or don't cut their hair.
1: Well, I know also with a lot of um, Asian cultures, uh, they follow the lunar can- calendar, right?
0: Mm mm-hmm. The lunar uh, new year, yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Asian cultures, I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, Carolyn Fan, I know you're going to be listening to this episode, and I promised you I would give you a shout out this episode. So, um, That is my good friend. Her last name is Fan. She is Asian. So I wonder if I will get an invite to the next uh, Lunar New Year celebration.
0: Does she celebrate Lunar New Year?
1: I don't know, but she could send me the money.
0: (laughs) The money in the red envelope. I know.
1: I don't know if she celebrates or not, but I'll take a little red envelope anytime.
0: (laughs) Just send the cash. It's fine. Just send the cash. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. A lot of cultures follow the moon. There's a lot of importance with the moon. Yeah.
1: So I know we're focused mostly on um, Earth's moon, but there are other planets that have moons, correct?
0: Yeah. I think Jupiter has like 200 something moons. Like
1: That's a lot of moons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then other planets have maybe like three or something. But yeah, we're not the only planet with a moon for sure.
1: Do we... I know we spoke um, like about astrology in our previous episodes and we talked about different planets, but do there moons maybe have any sort of effect on uh, on them or like on us astrologically speaking
0: um i don't think so not that i know of i feel like they're too small and too far away Mm. that and they follow like their orbit versus like orbiting around the sun which also impacts us like yeah i don't i don't believe so
1: okay okay um the other thing I wanted to touch on, again, these are all throwbacks to, to previous episodes. It's cool that we're kind of building on these. Cause as, as I learn and the more I kind of get to understand your practice and just the metaphysical, um, it's cool just to reflect a little bit. Um, I'm not a converter by any chance. I still am a huge skeptic, but I like putting the pieces of the, of the puzzle together. Um, I know we mentioned in previous episodes, though, full moons are good times to either uh, charge or like recharge um, any metaphysical objects that you may have. We spoke about your tarot deck, and then we specifically spoke about crystals. Um, is there any any good rituals to take advantage of during the full moon? I know in Pokemon Go which if anybody is still playing, drop your friend link in our post and I will add you. Um, there are certain Pokemon that you can only evolve during a new moon. So what about um, like crystals or charging or any good recommendations that you have for our listeners to do during a new moon?
0: Yeah, a full moon. A-, a full moon? Yeah. So not during eclipse season. So if it's outside of eclipse season, then... During a full moon, you're good to go to charge your crystals, charge your tarot decks, charge whatever you feel like charging outside. Um, What What are some
1: good examples of some, like, crystals to charge up? And why would you charge them up during the moon?
0: Literally all of them. So... I feel like going back to the crystal episode, crystals are kind of like energy USBs. Like they'll always have like a little kick. But after like putting them under a full moon, it's like, whoop, these are spicy. <laughs> I
1: love it. So it's the wireless charging, right? For, for yeah, Pretty much. The, the moon is just like a giant wireless, wireless charging pad.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But if there are clouds, like definitely don't worry. Um, the moon will still charge your stuff because moonlight can still penetrate the clouds. Nice. So
1: and there well okay, speaking of moonlight, there's technically no such thing as moonlight, correct? It's the reflection off the sunlight that we see. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. But the fact that it has to go like through the moon is Well it doesn't go through it reflects. But off. you you know what I mean. Like the moon is like the the proxy, it like has to go bounce off of the moon first, so then it touches the moon right. and then it goes down to us and our crystals and our tarot decks and whatever we want. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, any good rituals to practice during the moon?
0: Again, it depends on what sign it's in, what phase it's in, but in terms of full moons, like I said, Releasing, charging stuff, reflecting on like what no longer serves your purpose, depending on what sign the moon is in, the full moon is in. And then depending on like how that affects on your like own natal astrology, that can give you a lot of insight.
1: So I, I guess I should be a little more specific. Is So let's say you're waiting to maybe do something. Let's just let's just make it spicy here. Let's say you're like, you know what, I'm done with my partner. I kind of want to break up with them. Would the new moon be a good time to do that?
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, let go of what doesn't serve you. Release yeah. what doesn't serve you. Yeah, the full moon is a great time to do that.
1: It's like, it's like when they say uh, if you're going to fire somebody, do it. What is it like on a Friday evening or a Friday afternoon?
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Don't do it. Oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but I was going to say don't do it on a Tuesday. Oh, firing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. Remind me next week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um okay, so basically letting shit go, it's like it it's like the the um what's it called? The 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 spiritual garage sale day, correct? Is that a good analogy?
0: Well, no, it's like the spiritual trash haul because you, you don't have to wait for a buyer; you just let it go. But I will say, if you need to break up with your partner, don't like wait for the full moon.
1: Okay, but what if it's like full moon is coming? You're not a hundred percent sure. You listen to this podcast and say, if, ha-
0: it, yeah. If you're not sure, then maybe the full moon is a good time to like think about it. But if you know for sure they're driving you mad, then don't just wait for the sake of waiting. We're
1: about to get so many uh, comments and DMs blaming us for failed relationships. Oh, no. Oh, no. Awesome. Okay. Well, anything else we need to know about the moon, either metaphysically or spiritually?
0: She's great. And, um it's one of our big three what we call big three so when people say what's your big three they're referring to your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign the moon changes signs every like two to two and a half days so um even if you don't have your birth time sometimes you can guess with like a decent probability someone's moon sign however it sucks if someone is born like at the border of it changing signs. So then sometimes you can't guess it, but yeah, it changes signs every two to two and a half days.
1: Mm, cool. Cool. um, Awesome. So I think that's a good segue into our examples part. Um, I want to actually, you know, touching on that and transitioning a little bit. W- what is my moon sign?
0: Your moon sign is cancer.
1: Okay. And what does that mean? Like, as far as like what, what that means for me. And then like, what do you see? That you're like, oh, yeah, you're totally a moon cancer.
0: Yeah, so the moon can represent your emotions. Um, So cancer is like a very loving sign, very much like family oriented. Um, You feel your emotions deeply. Maybe you don't show them with your Sagittarius rising, but you definitely feel them. They cancel
1: each other out.
0: Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You have a good poker face.
1: (laughs) You're saying I'm in my feelings
0: yeah you are on the inside yeah because of your cancer energy um cancers are also very lovable very like hufflepuff sort of like vibes so you're very lovable people that get to experience your emotions know that you're like a very lovable person so that's a very much cancer and again having like a close tie with your family you very much prioritize family you're a family man so That makes a lot of sense. Um, Wanting your home to be nice to be like your safe space. So (laughs) yeah,
1: that 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 tracks because you know like how it goes sometimes with the cleaning and the organizing. I feel like I'm going crazy sometimes. Like everything needs to be perfectly in its little spot. Is that because of the moon?
0: Um, I would say that it helps, right? It helps you like emotionally balance because Cancer cares a lot about its home so like you know think of like the crab like they're always like walking with their home like their home is very important to... you could
1: have said turtle you could have said tortoise you straight no but the crab.
0: no but cancer is represented by the crab that's like oh, it's... oh i see okay. Yeah,
1: okay okay
0: yeah no you're not like crabby or anything <laughs> it's literally like leo's a lion cancer is a crab okay cool yeah And then in terms of, like, the moon sign with, like, your relationship to your mom. So anyone with, like, a moon in cancer, not always, like, but for the most part, like, will feel very secure in their attachment to their mom. Like, whenever they're having, like, a bad day or a crisis or just, like, some shit really happened, then they can count on their mom for the most part. There are other factors in play, like, if there are other planets that, like square or oppose the moon but like if that's the only thing i knew i would put my money on like you probably have a good relationship with your mom
1: and you do know so that that tracks that makes sense awesome uh what's your moon sign
0: my moon sign is in libra um those are the skills right yes okay yeah i know some shit yeah (laughs) so um I I always freak out if I feel like someone is upset at me to a degree, though. Sometimes I'm just like, you're being unreasonable. But if I genuinely feel like I messed up, like, yeah, I get super mortified. I really prioritize, like, peace and, like, being a good person, um, harmony, so... That's definitely, like, my moon sign. A little bit of a, like, people pleaser. A little bit sometimes worrying about, like, other people. So that's, like, kind of our downfall as, like, a Libra moon. Um,
1: What are some of, like, uh, positive traits?
0: Yeah. Well, that they're also, like, friendly and they don't mean to be or they don't want to be, like, you know, backstabby or manipulative because they genuinely want to prioritize peace. You know, like think of like the scales like you know for the judicial system like the court like Mm -hmm. you know they very much value fairness um they try to be fair people like in their bargainings and things like that um they're also very like they like things to be pleasing to them it aesthetically so that could like look different for different people but like For example, for me, like, I like my desk to be cute. It really, like, makes a difference if, like, you know.
1: Cute but cluttered?
0: Cute but cluttered, yes, exactly. But it's pleasing to me, right? Like, I have a little Snorlax on my desk. My cable, like, organization little things are, like, little cat ears. I have, like, some colored pens, like, those are things in my daily life that make me happy. My Stanley Cup is lavender that you got me, by the way. Thank you. You hit the mark. Like, just little things in my life that, like, look cute really, like, make a difference.
1: Oh, cool. So you're all about, like, the aesthetic, basically.
0: No, not all about because. But there, it helps. little things can help it depends on a person's priorities and like how much energy they have in Libra because some people want it to be like all aesthetic like the people that have aesthetic like Instagram accounts they're probably like pretty heavy on the Libra I only have like a couple things in Libra so I'm not like full-blown aesthetic but I just like little things like specifically office supplies like Or, like, you know, my nails and stuff. Like, if my nails look good, I feel happy. If my hair looks good, I feel happy. Like, those things can really make a difference in my emotions and in my security. If I'm having a bad hair day, this might also be a Leo thing with the mane. But, like, it's just amplified with my Libra Moon. Like, if I'm having a bad hair day, I feel like shit. Mm. If I'm having a good hair day, I feel great.
1: (laughs) I see. I see. Um I've seen this on TikTok and I was waiting for this episode, but have you seen the thing where they like combine their moon signs and then if it makes like a full moon, they're a good match?
0: Yes, that is actually a question from Elsie. So oh, okay. I, I will mention that in a little bit, but I want to hear first about um, your time as a first responder yes. with the full moons. Okay, cool, cool. But
1: I do want to get back to that because I want to compare our moons together. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, as I I mentioned, as as our listeners know, I'm not really big into superstition. I'm not really big into like the metaphysical world dictating what happens here, like on the real plane. Um, But there is just this general agreement, I think, between all first responders and everybody who maybe works like those high crisis level jobs that... Um, and, and I don't do that anymore, but I did for about eight years. Uh, but the new, the new moon or a full moon was always the time where things were just going to hit the fan. Um, they were going to either go wrong or, uh, amplify for, for whatever reason. And I never took specific note of it, but I, I will say, I think there were times where like with the full moon there would be either more calls or more intense calls. Um, But I personally don't equate that to the moon. I kind of equate that more to like um, maybe manifestation, like making that happen, right? So if you want things to go wrong, things can go wrong really quickly. Um, So I always kind of try to remain positive, try to say it's, it's just like another day. But if everybody is already on edge, uh, especially with those high crisis jobs or or high stress jobs, anything you add to that, I mean, is not going to make things easier. So in my opinion, if you are in one of those fields or or you do um, come across a time where you're thinking that the full moon is going to affect yourself personally, professionally or spiritually, I mean, roll with the punches I think right the more the more thought you give to it the more energy you put into having those thoughts I think the more effect it is going to have because you're saying here's the mood which is out of our control right it's it's a celestial body so there's nothing you can do about it um like you got to just roll with the punches so like even if it did have an effect um what's what's the plan right how are you going to counter it you can't run from it you can't Destroy it. So, uh, just roll with it. So that yeah, that's kind of where I am. Very big superstition in the first responding, first like responding field, but nothing I ever took too much notice of. It was just in general, do your best and, and do what you can.
0: This is like not super PC, but just like the root of the word lunatic. Comes from, like, Luna.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Makes sense. so I yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah, and that came from, like, people believing that, like, the full moon would make people, like, pop off. So. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but, you know, a lot of things that come from back in the day or, or olden times of, like, origins of things. I mean, it's easy to try to come up with a theory of, like why things are a certain way but if you break it down logically and that's kind of what I like to do it's like maybe back in the day because it was a, a a full moon there was more moonlight out like people could actually see the shit that was going on at night right so when there's not as much moonlight you can hide in the darkness when there's a full moon you kind of got that extra light it's like a a a flash, a flashlight <laughs> uh,
0: Whoops! I meant to say actually
1: floodlight. I kind of messed it up three <laughs> times, but I meant it's a celestial floodlight to see what's going on at
0: night. I'm trying to be serious, okay? You I don't know have it. To be serious,
1: but This podcast is not a a serious podcast. It's...
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson might be listening. You never know, and then he'll roast me. Of course, I will say one time we. Were... One time we were sleeping and I was like, babe, turn off the light. And he was like, you mean the moon? Because it was a full moon and it was super bright. It was hitting me in the face. (laughs) I
1: remember that. I was like, I don't know if I can. Like, can we close the curtain maybe?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then I think the other day um, I woke up too and I was like, what the hell? Who has like their light shining at me? And I look out the window and I'm like, oh, wait, it's the moon. (laughs) That happens to me a lot.
1: Was I a full werewolf?
0: <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. You're my little angel when you sleep. <laughs>
1: what about you? What are some uh, moon examples that you have?
0: Uh, it's more related to eclipse season, but I have a lot of like eclipse um, milestones that I remember. So... Um, eclipses can be either when the moon and the sun are together that's like a solar eclipse or when the moon and the sun are further apart and then that is a lunar eclipse so um but I remember that there was an eclipse in Scorpio and I was in the hospital you were traveling to Texas I was alone I didn't know anybody here and I was like of course I would be in the freaking hospital during an eclipse in Scorpio which is where my Pluto is and Pluto just wrecks your shit and I was like of course and then um there was like an EMT that had to like wait for something and they didn't give me a room they gave me a hallway (laughs) So I was in pain, but just shooting the shit with this EMT and he was like, yeah, I'm a full believer that stuff happens like on the full moon for sure. I've seen it. And yeah, that day it was popping. People were in the hallway, like there weren't enough rooms, so Um, that's one of my more recent memorable experiences with the moon specifically in an eclipse but still the moon has a big part to play in eclipses we wouldn't have eclipses without the moon okay
1: um we do have quite a bit of listener questions so i think we're gonna uh, give the questions a little more time and i just want to start out by thanking everybody so much for uh Submitting those questions, it it really does mean a lot. I know I said this during the last episode, but um, just the fact that everybody's engaged. I'll have a lot of people messaging me now, calling out specific parts from the podcast. And it's such a nice feeling, right? Because it's it's just you and I talking about the shit that we always talk about. But now it's recorded and it's kind of cool just having people's feedback. Um, We've actually heard already some really... Nice touching stories in regards to our episodes of so that. That that really means a lot. I mean, it it, it kind of is a good motivator to to keep doing this, and and um, I'm I'm really happy. So I just want to take the time to thank everybody for for their participation.
0: Yeah, thank you, everyone. But for real, we have these conversations like all the time. We've had them for years, and I was like. I think our friends would enjoy like being a part of this and that's how this podcast came to be. And yeah, I love that people are like, yeah, I laugh and I imagine myself like in the room with you and it's like, well, you are because when we record like I have y'all in mind. So, definitely thank you for listening and hopefully you continue to enjoy all the content that's going to come out. But getting into the questions. From my favorite prima, Elsie Reynoso. And
1: that's on... cousin for people who don't speak uh, Spanish.
0: Yeah, sorry. My bad. Elsie um, Reynoso on Instagram. After seeing the one moon compatibility for Soulmates trend on TikTok, how much does the moon phase influence our compa- our compatibility with partners, the birth moon phase? So, yeah, you asked that question earlier. Um. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I feel like there are more important factors such as like what sign your moon is in, where your moon is in each other's charts. So, you're a Cancer moon, so then you would be in my 10th house because my 10th house is in Cancer. So, because your moon sign is in my 10th house. You're really helping me unlock my full potential and really like find myself and build my legacy. Like you bring out literally the best in me, like astrologically, too. That's where your moon find your moon sign falls in me. Okay. Yeah. What,
1: What about yours and mine?
0: Um, where is Libra in your chart? had to do some quick math or i'll just pull it up right here real quick yeah
1: while you do that we can uh, go into the next question and that's by miss mozzie she got a pretty big shout out last week but shout out again um can the moon's energy ever be too much to the point where it affects you negatively um i mean i would say yes uh i'll let you answer maybe the the metaphysical part of it But, um, yeah, I mean, if the moon is too close to us, it does affect the tides, uh, it affects rising tides. So yes, it can, it can have a real world effect on us. Um, not just metaphysically speaking, but I do, I mean, if, if, if you believe that the moon holds a spiritual aspect to your life, I I would also say yes, because, um, you know, it's pretty big celestial body. It's our closest celestial body. It, it has a lot of influence, I think, more than people realize. Um, so, so, yeah, and, and I'll get more into this a little bit more uh, with the next couple of questions. But it it is technically a part of us as, hum- as maybe not humans, but as like Earthlings, right? It, like you said, there was believed to be a collision that uh, shot off debris, both from the impactor, but we as the people or as the Earth that was impacted kind of gave some of that away so there is like a real connection to earth and the moon
0: yeah and then also um metaphysically yes that's why during eclipses you shouldn't manifest so during eclipse season the sun and the moon's energy is just like too much too unstable too chaotic uh some people like the chaos magic and they manifest then more power to you I wouldn't do it or recommend it, but you live your life. But yes, um, that's when the moon's energy can definitely be too much if you don't know how to wield it. I'd rather just not even try. I'd rather play it safe during eclipse season. Going back to your question, because I just pulled up your chart. It's such a trip because my moon is in your chart in the same way.
1: Oh, okay. Also
0: in the 10th house. Yeah.
1: So we basically bring out the best in each other.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: We I mean, yeah, we're compatible, I think.
0: I I think so. Yeah. There are some other things like um let's see. Where is it? Yeah, like my Mercury, for example, is in your 8th house, which is why, like, sometimes the way that I talk, you're like, what are you even saying right now? So, I mean, there's definitely, it's not like a perfect match, right? Like, we all have our, But that's what makes it interesting, though. Yeah. I think a perfect match
1: would be boring, but we're compatible, which I think is what matters. Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. But it's interesting that our moons are in the same place for each other. So that's really interesting. But anyway, sorry, just to answer Elsie's question real quick. I've never really looked into how the moon phases affect someone's personality, so I'm just going to read them off real quick. So someone born in a new moon um, is very much like an explorer, like wants to wander and try new things. Someone born under a waxing crescent, they're more likely to be assertive go-getters. The first quarter moon, they're like more self-sufficient and courageous. During the waxing gibbous, they're practical, grounded, and adaptable. During the full moon, they're emotionally sensitive and passionate. Um, and, you know, the spotlight is on them. They're a little extra charming. During the waning gibbous, um, very grounded in who they are. And they admire a partner with confidence. They're logical. Um, and then in the last quarter moon, the second time that it's at the halfway point, they're more go with the flow, chill, um And then, you know, maybe a little bit of like commitment issues. And then with the waning crescent, um, they're not very vulnerable. They tend to be kind of guarded. Um, and then, yeah, they will flee if they start to feel caged in. So, um, again, I feel like there are more important things that determine compatibility, but the moon phase can affect your personality a little bit.
1: Cool. Um, Okay, so the next couple of questions are from my friend, Jose. Uh, I forget his Instagram handle, but he submitted all over the place. He DM'd me uh, on Spotify, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and answer them. Uh, before I answer them, though, I do want to say I am not an astrophysicist. Uh, I All the knowledge I'm going to go off is just based, I guess, on like high school astronomy and my general understanding of things. So if I'm completely off, um, don't come for me. Be be warned. Um, I also didn't really look up any like scientifical definitions for this because I kind of just wanted to go in, um, not blind, but just give kind of my personal opinion or theories on things. Uh, So these are all my thoughts on the matter. Again, I could be wrong, but um, this is just what I think. And obviously, if you want to weigh in, go ahead. So. Um, there's a lot of questions. If we don't get to all of them, I, I do apologize. We're going to try to answer as much as we can, but we'll, 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 go ahead and get started. So, um, let's see the first one. Do you think humans have been to the moon? Yes. I will say with full confidence that we have been to the moon. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist who thinks that it was all filmed on the back lot. Um, uh, yes, we have been to the moon. How was the moon created? So again, like Genesis said earlier, um, It is believed, and I'm pretty sure at this point proven, that we were hit by some other celestial body. Um, I think some people say it's a planet. Some think it might have just been like some bigger asteroid. But essentially, my understanding of it is we were hit. A lot of debris ended up um, getting hit as well from Earth. And then what happens, like all planets are built, it essentially starts creating its own gravitational pull. So... Um, there was enough mass there to attract more matter, and it essentially created a what's known as a satellite, right? Our moon is technically a satellite, so um, th- that's what it was. It, it was a big enough impact with enough debris that it created its own gravitational pull, and now it's in sync with our gravitational pull, is, is from what I understand. Yeah. Do you think the moon is natural or artificial alien technology? Um, I don't think it's artificial alien technology. We do have an episode that we've talked about doing about aliens, and that might be a better one to discuss then. Um, But simple term, no, I don't think it's alien technology. Um, Why is the moon the only object that doesn't go retrograde? So Genesis, from what I understand from our previous episodes, retrograde just means that it looks closer?
0: So, it's an optical illusion that looks like it's going backwards. So, but, in astro- oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, go but in astrology, it actually does go backwards in degrees. So, like, if something is retrograde, let's say, like, Saturn, it could be going, like, you know, forward... And then it starts going retrograde at 15 degrees, whatever. And then it actually does go like 14, 13, 12 until it goes direct again. Then it goes, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. So
1: the moon does go retrograde? No,
0: no, no. I was talking about Saturn. I was giving a clarification on retrograde but the moon doesn't go retrograde and the sun doesn't go retrograde because the sun is stationary, mm-hmm. but also the moon doesn't go retrograde because its orbit is in sync with us.
1: Correct. Yeah. That's what, okay. And that's what I was, I was going to say. It's, it's an object that is tied to us um, as a celestial body. So we wouldn't see it in etro- retrograde, whatever we do, it does, it's the little sibling, right? Yeah. It's, basically. It's the Canada. It just kind of, is the <laughs> yeah, do you believe, oh, what's on the dark side of the moon? Again, I don't think there's a dark side of the moon, right? The only thing we can see with the naked eye with the moon is the sunlight reflecting off the moon. And since it since it follows our orbit, we're never going to see the other side because it's it's like we're facing it the whole time.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. So the dark side of the moon is literally just like the other half. So the other half will be illuminated at some some point. We've seen all sides of the moon. So the dark side is literally just like the side for this from us. It's not like a side that we never see. Awesome.
1: Um, Do you believe in the stories from ancient Greece and ancient Rome that the moon was not always in the night sky? Well, technically, that's true, right? It's part of like we explained already. So, yeah, it was probably not in the night sky. I think it formed way before uh, Greece and Roman times. So I don't think that they were spot on. Uh, based on their like observations but technically they were right right so it's kind of like a clock will be right twice a day they they shot their shot and i guess speaking they were technically right but not based on what they probably observed however i could be wrong because the greeks were very smart so maybe they figured it out
0: yeah i've actually never heard of this but yeah it technically was not there at some point and then the planets crashed but that was before there was like any life civilization yeah yeah
1: okay um do you think it's strange that the moon's diameter is 25 percent of the Earth's, and that no other moon has that large of a diameter ratio wise to its planet um i don't know if this is true or not but if it is i don't think it's strange again because it is connected to us then like it would make sense that there's proportions to it right like I i spoke about the fibonacci series um i think during our second episode um, and they're just natural patterns that are found in nature, so whatever ratio like was formed, I, it it just makes sense that that it would be. Um, the next one, and kind of touching on this one a little bit. Let me let me finish my last thoughts on this one. The moon itself is not necessarily that far away it's between 250,000 to 280,000 miles away right so i mean a good toyota will give you 300,000 miles um so yeah i don't think it's that strange honestly like it it, it makes it, if you look at the big 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 picture um we are so close to the moon and the moon is so close to us it's it's negligible to like the cosmos so um, I think that's it for questions. We actually ran out of time. I think this is the first time we haven't been able to answer all the questions, but um, great questions. Keep them coming. And, and uh, we really appreciate that. Next week episodes is a really fun one. We're going to do days of the of the week. So uh, Monday through Sunday, uh, and then kind of their astrological associations and how to use them. So Real quick, Genesis, do you want to give everybody your socials?
0: Yes. So my Instagram is Jen Colotaro, G-E-N-K-A-H-L-O-T-A-R-O-T. Or if you prefer to connect by email, tarotwithgenesis at gmail.com. I recently um, uploaded a new menu of offerings because my old one is outdated. So now um, you can book me for tarot readings, astrology readings, or one-on-one like mentorship. If you're trying to learn tarot and astrology on your own, but you're getting stuck, you're not understanding a concept. I also help guide people through that as well. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this great episode. Blessed be and signing off.
1: Bye.